Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Chugging a whole whispering angel. And yeah. That was the last. That, Liam of, that was oh, the oh, last oh. alcoholic drink I had. Was whispering angel. Wilson really? Cruz. Wilson yeah. Cruz. Oh hey, I just jumped right revealing in. Revealing a secret. <laughs> yeah. Stars, they're just like us. Whispering angel. And just, just like, like Malia Obama. Obama. Yeah. That oh. was the last drink you had. Was. When was that? Uh, June of twenty. 20- 17. Wow. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. if you listen. I just decided I was done. Like, Donald Trump's still president. No better time than to break it open again. <laughs> Don't mean to be an enabler. Listen, yeah, actually, it was a drinking solution for him. It was. A, yeah. I, I hate cardio. Uh-huh. So I was like, what is the carb I can really easily get rid of? I was never a fan of alcohol. Did not ever have a good reaction to it, oh. as my friends will tell you. Okay. Um, so now I just smoke pot. Oh. There you go. We could, have, we could have brought some of that. Sean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any on me. Who brought some? Hmm? I don't no? actually smoke it, actually, because it's not good for you my eat voice, it. I, I, some, I do. Yeah. I have some dog CBD oil. Could I rub some on your you can rub it, I don't know, pectorals? Or whatever. Yeah, sure. Listen, can we talk about our love story first? Please. So they <laughs> paired us just totally randomly to host something at the, the LGBT Center. No, it was the Gay, gay Men's, Men's Course. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Yes. And we just fell in love. We did. We never met. And no, we, we met backstage. We were. Fa- we should be hosting the Oscars. We oh were my fantastic. God. <laughs> well, they need a host. So much better <laughs> choice than the one they had. What did I? What did I say? What did you say? <laughs> what did I say? But anyway, you were. I have always been uh, just smart and funny and hilarious. And uh, oh, the we pressure. just fell in love. And then we. Uh, and so now you're huge. Back yeah. then. We were, a, we were both ingenues. Right, we, I was just trying to pay the rent at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So where can we, just because we need to geek out, can we have some Star Trek music? Because I didn't, maybe because I'm not drunk no, yet. I could do Can you do it Star with your Trek left hands. hand? What, are you left-handed? No. No. Mm-hmm. See, I can't do it now. Yeah, I can only, I, I can't do it with my right. I have to, I mean, I can do it, but I have to really be mindful. But I can do it with my left because I'm a left. You gave us a tip for to do yeah, the Star Trek. Yes, if you extend the, the thumb, it'll help, ex, you know, make help you with the other stuff. <gasps> there you go. There you go. Kind of. I did it. Yes. Kind of. <laughs> I did it. He's like, it. Oh, I, I, okay. <laughs> he's like my, small he's like my non-creepy <laughs> Olympic gymnastics coach. You can do it. You can do it. You can, I did it. You did it. <laughs> Thank you. It's okay. a ten, Everyone listening around. will believe you. All right, well, you are in a room full of nerds, so... I'm one of them. I am not... I, I have to confess, I am a you fan. Yeah. I am not a Star Trek 
whatever fan. Mm-hmm, but that mm-hmm. I, obviously you're it, lots of stuff. You're famous for lots of things since I knew you last. But uh, Star Trek is this is really kind of uh, an amazing. It's not your daddy's Star Trek. No, but yeah. I mean, but actually, but it is. It's your mama's. <laughs> <laughs> is there your mama joke coming? No, it's just that it's you know there we have a female a black female yes. uh, lead and so it's your mother's you gotta, that was the joke uh-huh. yeah. I, get I, get it. It. I get it I get yeah. it I see what you're saying Sonequa Martin Green the, no, the, the estimable okay, okay. but uh, here's the thing that in Donald Trump's America yes please give me that entire bottle of whispering angel <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I picked a but really good time to stop there was picking. a great story Star Trek Discovery keeps progressive view of future in the Trump era it, the EP said we're creating a world that we would like to see mm-hmm. so it's almost like now more than ever we need some yeah, but you know, alternate universe. But Star Trek right? was always that. That's Star what Trek I'm saying. Always, but, but that's what I'm saying. About, it's not when you say it's not your mama's. It is yeah. actually right. Yes, but it's it's right. It, it's not your papa's. It's just right. that daddy's different now. In the um, '60s, it was so progressive. It was, and you know, the 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 themes of that of the '60s original series uh, were race. Yeah. You know, they were they tackled that issue over and over, and because that was the 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 issue of its time. Not that it's not now, but it was yeah at the height of the civil rights movement. Um, and now, you know, we are tackling other issues. Yeah. And this cast is ma- the, one of the most diverse casts on television. Well, okay. So, as you said, black female lead, Asian captain, you're part of a loving gay, gay couple, couple, which yep, is... Anthony Rapp. Who, dead, now you're alive again. Is Let's, we'll get to LGBT that. Cup, uh, first LGBT characters in Star Trek history? In, in television history. In television, television yeah. history. Okay. There was, I wanted to get to that. In oh. television history. Yeah, in, in Star Trek television history. Um, because there was a, a moment in the last Star Trek film at the end where we saw John Cho okay. meet his partner at the yeah. end of the movie. Gotcha. But they haven't really explored that. It was just a moment at the end right. of the movie. But yes, we are your... We are your Star Trek gays. Congratulations. We're here, we're here for you. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Going where no Hello. One's gone before. That's, awesome. That's right. And some places, some men have gone many times. Well, you live in West Hollywood, <laughs> so a lot, of men, a lot of men have gone there before. Right. <laughs> this man, particularly. What? What? <laughs> what? Um, yeah, but this is, I love this whole uh, description. Star Trek Discovery debuted last year. When the trailer hit, internet trolls blasted the white genocide of the franchise. This is the whole struggle we're going through in Donald Trump's America. Yeah. This is you've been very vocal on Twitter, which I love you. I, I'm not even sure if I love you more in person and Twitter form and <laughs> contraceptive foam and <laughs> dessert topping form. I love Wilson Cruz in every form, and I always have. But but anyway, but you talk about gun violence. You talk yeah. about, and we keep saying this, right, Travis, on the show almost every day that all of this. All of these mass gun violence, it's always someone, first of all, there's always misogyny, and mm-hmm. there frequently is racism and homophobia. Yeah. Well, you know, I've always been an advocate for gun control, yeah. um, but I also lost a family member in one of these tragedies, mm-hmm. and it brought it I did not even know closer that. to home. Yes, my, um, my aunt um, was killed at Pulse. Oh, oh my god. My god, I did not know I, that. Yeah, no, I talked about it publicly at the time and I don't, you know, I I I want it to be about her, right? right. And, and those pe- 49 people who were killed that day, that evening. Um she was there with her gay son oh. and she died protecting him. Um Oy. And so you can only imagine, you know, what yeah. the family has gone through since then. But um but the point being that um well, so I don't know why in all the stuff that I know about you, I, I did not know that. I am so sorry. Oh, I, mean, I remember, I, rem- I mean, I'm sure for you, but I remember 
that particular one. It's gay pride. Waking up. Right. Yeah, and, it was gay pride and, and, that like, you know, day in your eyes Los are Angeles. Focusing in the morning. I'm like a thousand years older than when no, I knew you. Know. But my, your eyes are focusing in the morning, and I thought like I didn't. Did I read fifty five five zero people killed? Like you know, you think you're not like really? No, it didn't seem real. It didn't. It didn't seem real to any of us. And you know, we were getting information really slowly. Um, I found out clearly about. I found out about the tragedy first. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the actual incident first, and then. It was a club that I was familiar with because my parents live in Orlando. Yeah. And it's a club that my aunt and her son had invited me to go to when I had visited in the past. Wow. Um, so I was familiar with it. You know, my brother grew up in Orlando, so and he's also gay, I should say. And so yeah. he, we all knew about that. There's a lot of gays. Yeah, you got a lot of gays in the family. Yeah, we're doing our part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's almost like you're not, what's the word? Born that way. Right. Um, so anyway, so I knew about it. And so I mean, you are born that way. So then Sorry. my mom, my mom called, uh, you know, about 20 minutes after I had heard the news. And she said Brenda was in the hospital. That's all. That's what we knew. And by the, I was going to New York that day. Um, and when I got on the plane, I found out that she had passed oh. from her injuries at the hospital. Wow. Or she had been pronounced dead, I, I should say, at the hospital. Um, wow. So anyway, it really, it really brought it home. And then, um, you know, Parkland. Yeah. Right, but wait, wait, let's just yeah. for a second. That guy, that particular guy, yeah. was a self hating gay. Am I right? I mean we don't know this that. What we, I don't what know we that we know that for sure. He was he was definitely misogynist. He domestic violence like for we sure. always see. That we do yeah. know because yeah. his partner at the time has said that. But I think there was a lot going on there and I don't yeah. I don't think it was an accident that he yeah. chose a place that was um predominantly people of color it was an it was an lgbt latino yeah african-american um centric evening you know one of those nights yeah. um and i think he was familiar with that and, yeah i mean i don't know you know but what i mean, mean? right crazy is crazy and i you know we've gotten to know friends crazy is not a good word to use i'm just saying clearly yeah. something was yeah. awry Crazy's well a good word. no but there's a uh, there's a through line right i mean it's right-wing extremism mm-hmm. and the media does not cover it as such and they should you know that it yeah. that Parkland, because I just, you know, we've gotten to know Fred Gutenberg, who I just mm. love. And it, but I mean, that well, guy, I had to Google it because there's been so many. I was like, OK, which one was that? Here's oh, my thing. Oh, I get. Oh, yeah. Swastikas on his guns. I hate N words on his right. backpack. Mm-hmm. A history online of anti-Mexican, anti-immigrant, anti-gay, anti-black. Yeah. Here's my thing <laughs> about this is that um, clearly we are in an, an era and a time when um People who have these views feel um, like they have permission now to use this language and, and, and use the excuse of, of anti-political correctness as right. a reason Trump does and an it. ability to do it. Right, and I'm mm-hmm. talking about him specifically and the people yeah. who support his willingness to go there, right? And so they feel that, you know, it's just, it's just words and they're not doing anything. But my point is that their language, the language around that they use around this issue and about violence and about women and about trans people and yeah. about LGBTQ people and um, uh, and and th- using um, religion or conservative uh, religious right language to justify uh, these outdated views is causing the atmosphere yeah. that we are in right now. And what's the difference between the pulse shooter and his religious extremism that hates gays and wants to, you know, suppress women and and the right-wing extremists in this country that hate gays. Right. 
if I could throw something in that like you probably both don't know because this just came out in the Washington Post about 20 minutes ago. Oh, dear. A uh, self-proclaimed white nationalist planned mass terror attack government says, I'm dreaming of a way to kill almost every last person on earth. The first paragraph is, a U.S. Coast Guard lieutenant, lieutenant and self-proclaimed white nationalist has been arrested by federal investigators who uncovered a cache of weapons and ammunition in his Maryland home. The authorities say he stockpiled um, to launch a massive domestic terror attack targeting politicians and journalists. And he had been Googling things like... Where Democratic, Democratic, li Democratic politicians. Yeah. Right, because... Sorry, that's this is because yeah. when the when, it didn't when the, happen, we but, stopped it. Right, Be, but this happens. This guy can do can feel he can do these things because the president gets up on national television mm -hmm. yeah. and talks about both sides. He, embol yeah. he emboldens. He emboldens them and yeah. he gives them permission. And he said and he lets them by speaking in that way gives them permission to continue to speak this way and act upon these yeah. things. Right, he, they feel he like is, they're helping I, their cause. I'm the, I feel like I'm the only one screaming. Um, Wilson half the time about this synagogue shooter mm. his exact motive was this the conspiracy theory that Trump was espousing that George Soros was funding the caravan right the Jews are funding the caravan right. and it, it just um, right I don't know how much more dangerous this has to get before the media starts but calling it out this, for what it is he does this with everything right? right he talks about that he's fixing immigration but in order for him to fix immigration he has to break it first yeah yeah he, he created the national emergency for which he thinks he has to that, that he thinks he needs to fix yeah right so he he breaks stuff and then he calls himself a hero well, yeah. to his base that, that's yeah. what dictators do yes exactly yeah. dictators throughout history have done exactly that so uh, let me okay anyway. so it, it, this is interesting just that you're i don't know if some trumpers get that it is fictional star trek Mm. <laughs> right <laughs> but they First of all, uh, as i was saying internet trolls blessed the white genocide of the franchise um well, Yuri yeah. piece that the spirit of Trek itself is one of inclusion, of universality, yeah. of equality. I've said this before. It seems antithetical to me to embrace Trek without embracing that. And you were mentioning, Travis, in 1966, right, I, it did boldly go where no series went before. At the height of the Cold War, the midst of the Civil Rights Movement, uh, the crew of the USS Enterprise included a Russian navigator, a Japanese helmsman, a black woman as communications officer. Um so first interracial kiss and on the TV. first interracial, interracial kiss yeah. yes yeah. that's what it's famous it, for it, you know gene roddenberry wanted to present the world as he believed it could be mm -hmm. right in right. an ideal world and in in his vision and i share it with him that world is a place where all of us no matter our race our sexual orientation our gender our age um where we came from how much you know how much wealth or non-wealth we have um bring to bear all of our gifts in order to create a society in which we yeah. are all accepted. That's well, what, that's the vision. But this is why I think in some ways, you know, if you want to call it escapism or whatever, or escapism from Trumpism, this is why this is, we had Mary McDonnell on from Battlestar Galactica. Which is a darker people, look at the world. Right, right yes. people like, we want to put them all out the fucking airlock, man. Yeah. We want to well, go, you know, we want to go where Star Trek these is are the, These are also people who believe that the inclusion of people of color and women is the exclusion of white men, right? So, right. you know, they, you know, they think because there are LGBT people and people of color and women on the show that we've taken jobs from white men because, you know, they're suffering. I don't know if you've yes. heard this. Oh, they're yes. having a hard mm -hmm. time. Oh, well, listen, we did the story of little Benton today, whose <laughs> RNC connected parents are very, oh, are you doing the tiniest violin? Thank yes. you. Seven-year-old Benton mm. is selling hot chocolate, Wilson, to pay for Donald Trump's wall. Oh. Not brainwashed. Mm -mm. 
His RNC-connected parents want you to know that every dollar will go to the wall. Mm. And please don't judge Benton and stop calling him a little Hitler. People who drive by <laughs> call him little Hitler. Well. <laughs> if the goose steps. Yeah. I feel bad. little white boys named Benton being bullied is talked bad. about. I feel bad for little Benton. I don't blame <laughs> little Benton. I, I blame big Benton. Yes. Like the Benton, parents. Yes. Right? So hopefully little Benton will grow up yeah. and realize his errors because he'll form his own opinions yeah mm-hmm. um, and I only hope I don't blame marry him. a gay Puerto Rican man like well him. you know he'd only Just be cause. so lucky <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Benton I look forward to them losing their shit <laughs> thanks Steph you just created the controversy Benton 7 you're talking about him getting married to a gay well, well someday way to do that. Someday. Someday. someday 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 we want we wish the best for everyone that's right that's what we're saying we yes just 11 years from now we have hope <laughs> for his future I want I'm not saying Wilson Cruz is going to be no. Mr. Benton I'm saying no. some I want him to I, I want, for, just like any other child in the world, I want the best for him. And I think the best thing for Benton is to find happiness mm-hmm. with a, another young little Puerto Rican boy. <laughs> and, and get the hell out of that house. Yeah. A boy like that, he'd kill yeah, your brother. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, that's a different musical than Rent. Let's talk about... <laughs> Wait, 718's in the house, first of all. Brooklyn. Brooklyn's here. Whoop. Viva, la, viva la Puerto Rico. That's right. Listen, I did some time in New York. You did. Um, but I... I love that your parents encouraged you mm-hmm. uh, to if, to you know, do no theater, which you started doing at seven, at Benton age. Yes. And then your dad was shocked when you turned out to be gay. Right. What's that about? I was literally in tights from the age of seven. <laughs> Son, don't forget your leg warmers. You're what? Right. It's not that he didn't know. It's that he didn't want to know. Right? Yeah. Like, he just right. didn't want to deal. Um, he held out hope for way too long. God bless him. <laughs> right. But, um, you know... What I, my favorite thing about my father yeah. is who he is now. Well, I, this is what you I know? love. You told your... Okay, so wait a minute. Let's, let, you, I, when you did My So-Called Life, yeah. obviously, you said I was still in the closet when we made the pilot, yeah. but I made an agreement with myself that if the show got picked up, I would come out to my parents. Oh, yeah. It took months, but you eventually got the call. And on Christmas Eve, oh my God, I did this too. We, my nephew and I both came out to our family. We called it Coming Out Christmas. <laughs> and what is it about Christmas? It's like Merry Christmas. Well, he asked me on Christmas. I like pussy. Oh, that was my so part. Kind of, that was my Christmas. The issue. So part of the deal was because yeah. he asked me, you know, I don't know what, what it was. I mean, he clearly wanted he, he knew because he kept asking and he would right. ask my father drinks. I don't, right. I don't think that's shocking to anybody. And so he'd drink <laughs> and then he'd ask me and I would always deny it because I was living at home and I didn't want the drama. But um, part of the agreement was next time he asks me, I'm going to I'm going to tell him. And yeah. so I was holding my end of the bargain to myself. Your mom was fine. Your dad yeah. threw you out. Yes. And I, yeah, and I, I, I lived on people's couches and in my car and whatever. I did what I had to do to survive the three months before we started shooting and uh, the series. That was mirrored in the series, wasn't it? It was. And, you know, Winnie Holzman, the creator and executive producer yeah. of My So-Called Life, and I have talked about it, you know, because this year is our 25th anniversary yeah. of, the, yeah. of, of the airing of the show. Yeah. And um, she doesn't remember knowing that. It's funny. And I believe her because we have this real connection that... She, I think she really didn't know. Hmm. It might have been in the ether, right? Um, and she wrote this storyline not knowing how powerful and personal yeah. it would be to me. And it ended up being better than therapy because yeah. I literally got to relive that experience, have all of those feelings, let them go, and leave them there. And in the end, my fa- when that episode aired, my father watched it without me knowing. Oh, wow. Oh. And then called me. While, while the um, 
uh, ending credits yeah. rolled because we hadn't talked in a year. Oh, wow. It was, it was literally the following year that yeah. the episode aired, December 10th. It was right before Christmas. And he called me and he said, I think it's time we talk. Wow. And because of that episode, not only was I able to walk through it and let it go, but it gave me my dad back. Yeah. And we wow. had the most... I wish somebody had videotaped or recorded that conversation because it was the most vulnerable and honest, boy was it honest, yeah. conversation I've ever had with another human being. Wow. It was scary. Wow. And I started it by saying to him, in order for this to work, for us to get to where we need to go, be at the end of this conversation, I need you to know that you can ask me anything. Yeah. Because I knew what his fears were. I knew what his concerns were. Yeah. Is, there, is there a machismo that, oh, absolutely. that you hear in the Puerto he needed, Rican culture? That he is needed like, to ask me yeah. some really uncomfortable questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I needed to be able to answer him. Yeah. Oh, my mom and I went through that. She's yeah. like, oh, Steffi, you're so pretty. Yes. <laughs> Don't you like men? Yes. <laughs> what we're talking about, my so-called I was like, yes. Right. <laughs> but, but we're bringing it up. Uh, Mandy Patinkin told us that Claire Danes actually makes them listen to the podcast of this show. No. Remember that? Oh, yes. Mandy Patinkin called right. in. That's, that's right. amazing. So they, they listened to the, our podcast on the set of Homeland. That's amazing. Oh, that's hilarious. So, sorry, I that's forgot. who I said, a fan of yours. Oh, Claire. Yes. Yeah, I love you. You and Winnie need to do a new show called, I, I, I'm just going to spitball it, I don't know, yes. like Cocksuckers Living in Cars mm -hmm. with not getting coffee, something. What? No? No. no. <laughs> what? No. It took a beautiful moment. Yeah. Well, the beautiful moment was over. It, it was, was time for comedy. It's time to, to laugh. See, he knows. Totally get it. <laughs> Although next time work on the joke, I'm just saying. all right. <laughs> yeah, that, all right, let's go back to poignant. Workshop that a little more. Let's go I'm back just, to poignant. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just giving you a hard time. No, you no stick with it. She needs it. Yeah. <laughs> she knows I love her. She does. She, you know, I can get away with that. I know what I can get away with with him. Okay. Anything. Um, right. Exactly. That's our our love. But, it's a safe space. But okay, we're back to poignant because you did say I think about young people who are watching the show and I hope feel that their futures are being represented in this relationship, that they see our relationships are, are as worthy as representation as everyone else's. I mean, people can say all they want, like, oh, you're just an actor, it's just fictional, it's just, but, but it's not to those, you talk a lot about, you actually tweeted this, gay youths are more than three times as likely to attempt suicide as their straight peers, yep. and a recent analysis found while transgender adolescents are nearly six times as likely to try to end their lives. Right. Like, that's not, and that's not you being self-important. That that's true. Those are that facts. people watch that and go, "Oh, maybe I can have a happy, successful life, and, and maybe I shouldn't kill myself." I'll even be more specific. The way that our relationships are treated on television, for the most part, when we're talking about two men, are usually played for laughs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and on this series. It is not, right? We're, we are part of a, the drama. We are t the relationship, it's feeling, the p feelings right. we have in them, what happens to us are taken seriously, just like anybody else's relationship. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying that it's the first time anything like that has happened, but it's still rare. Yeah. And it's even rarer to have two openly gay men playing these openly gay roles yeah. in a drama. Yeah. yeah, And so when a young person watches this show, they don't feel like a joke. Yeah. They feel like someday they can be in a relationship that is real and has ups and downs and consequences and joys just like anybody else's. Yeah. And that's the power 
of our show. Do you think well, people? And was... also they can they can believe that you can be with a partner that could die and then come back to life right. in the next season. That's which right. I think is a that's a, now that's a dream. Yeah. <laughs> as naked as the day I was born, I came back. Oh. By the way, in the time first for thing, Valentine's the, Day. The first thing you saw was my butt when I when I was reborn. <laughs> that's, that's when I knew there was a god. And well, that man. was my way of saying to the haters, you can kiss my kiss my ass. ass. <laughs> Absolutely. Literally yeah. kiss my beautiful if you're not subscribing to CBS All Access, now you have a very good reason. Or two, if you look at it that way. There might be even more reason on this Thursday's episode. Oh, oh really? So, um, okay. Now, I don't mean to imply that you were as, uh, were as pretentious as Benton, but you were not only uh, in theater at age seven, you were in a number of Shakespearean productions. I did not understand, realize that seven-year-olds had it. No, no, no. I, don't, I think that's... I think that's oh, is that later? The, I okay. think that's the Wikipedia page. Yes. So yes. I didn't, I'm not responsible for what's on there. I just want to be clear. But in college, I just love we're going to check you. It. I just love picturing you at seven. Just. Right. To be. No. Uh, <laughs> to be. That is the question. Right. Line. I, you know, right. Line. <laughs> Mommy, line. No, I, I very early on um, got to do some stuff that young people didn't get to do, you know, like in college, uh, because I went to Cal State San Bernardino um, and which is not a big program, theater yeah. program, but because it wasn't a big program, I got to do stuff that I yeah. wouldn't ordinarily do. I went to USC to Theater and I work in my fucking basement, so. Right, well, <laughs> so anyway, and, and then I was part of a troupe that, that a Shakespearean troupe, and so I got I got to play Puck in <gasps> oh. Midsummer Night's Dream, which wow. was one of my favorite gigs. Um, I got to play Mercutio mm-hmm. in Romeo and Juliet. Um, and I did, um, I I did a it was a reading I which we wanted to make into a production never happened but of um of Hamlet and I I got to play Hamlet um, wow so you know I mean theater is my my first love it's yeah the place where well, I feel the can safest. I just say rent you know when because I'm not a Trekkie sorry I love you I don't I'm not a nerd like him and him but uh, rent is like my favorite mm. and you were fantastic it it is um, let me let me give you five thousand six hundred cent. Seventy-four reasons why I loved you. Go ahead. No, all right. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> it was a dr- literally a dream come true, right? Like as when I was a kid, um, all I ever thought about—I didn't think about television, yeah. except in terms of like when I was a teenager, I did watch Star Trek, and I was like, it'd be cool to be on Star Trek because I loved Next Gen. Yeah. Um, and I did want that. I did feel like I could maybe someday be like a guest star. Is as far as I took it. <laughs> um, but I, the thing that I wanted more than anything was to be on Broadway. Yeah. Um, and my idol then and now is Rita Moreno. Yeah. Absolutely. She's Puerto Rican. She is a torchbearer for my people. And in at her age, after all of these years, is still killing it on one day at a time on Netflix. Yes. So mm-hmm. she is Yeah. She is my North Star. And when I when I got to play when I got to do rent, um I felt that the character that Angel played when he was in drag was a form of was inspired in very many ways by Rita Moreno. And so I did my best Rita Moreno in oh, West Side Story yeah. every night when I did Today for You. And that's why there's so much, in my version of it, there was so much salsa and dancing and, yeah. and that kind of, because I, it was an, it was a, an homage yeah. to her. And so yeah. I literally, at 25, lived my entire gay life. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm You're living so my best called, gay life right You're now. You're so-called gay life. I, I wow. mean, it was, and, and to this day, yeah. uh, there are people in my life, I mean, who most of my friends I know because of the, of that show, like Michael yeah. McElroy, who played Mike Collins, and I were just at Christmas. We were in Puerto Vallarta, 
Anthony Rapp, who I overlapped yes. with for a month on Broadway when he was getting ready to leave the, yeah. sh the Broadway show for London and I was just coming in from Los Angeles, overlapped and created a friendship that l has lasted 20 years Aww. and is now the basis of this love story. Wait, and you were, you intersected with, the, you were in, with Neil Patrick Harris, Neil right? Neil Patrick Harris with, right here in, in, in yeah. Los Angeles wow. at the Amundsen Theater, first at the La Jolla Playhouse and then the Amundsen yeah. Theater, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Before, a, before he was out. Yeah. Yeah, oh, interesting. Yeah. What was that like? Interesting. Yeah. He was growing. We were all, we were kids. We were children. Yeah. We were still like, you know, figuring stuff out and, and my heart, you know, I, you know, my guitar is very, accurate <laughs> um, it's, it has saved me many times so you know i i had a s feeling um but uh i was happy to You're like see doogie hauser likes the right. i had likes the man's yeah. i was happy to see when he did come out that he finally did and that yeah and i'm so happy for the life that he's made for himself and the yeah. eloquent way in which he came out was so beautiful yeah he's no joke that man is a yeah force. well we've all been through it you know i mean i'm a, a thousand i was uh, did you enjoy me in uh, cocoon Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you and Wilford, you Wilford Brimley. Brimley. Oh my God! Oh my God! What? We, we, got we to the both same. went to Wilford Brimley. Oh, same joke. Because you. you look just like him. I look. Oh, thank you. <laughs> for, for the record, she is older now than Wilford Brimley was. In Could Cocoon. you queue up, right. bastard right. people? <laughs> and I'll tell you why I can't put up with you people because you're bastard people. Uh -huh. <laughs> Hating, hating of the get. Watch out faces. or you'll get diabetes. You know I love you. Uh, just I just hate you <laughs> and I hate your ass face. <laughs> we all have our stories, right? When Chris and I started working together, yeah. I didn't know he was gay. I, I, don't, I assume you knew really? I was gay, but I didn't really. I didn't know. Well, yeah, okay. You were like, all right. You, you lived with a lady. A lady friend. Uh-huh. We all have roommates. We all have expenses. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, no, but you know, it's. I mean, we've all been through that. Where yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. they marketed my, you know, late night TV show, my first radio morning show was yeah. like making men rise in the morning. Like you know, we've all had that sort of experience oh, of sure. oh, this is gonna fuck my career. I mean, listen, if I, yeah, nobody knows what it's like to be. How old was he? Like, yeah, ten or eleven or I right. don't remember when all he right. did Doogie, Doogie Howser. Yeah, what yeah. must that have been like to literally grow up? Like, I was 19. Yeah, okay, you know, I yeah. was 19 years old when we did My So-Called Life. I was playing a 16-year-old. Yeah, I mean, but that's, he was that's where you played. The, you child. were the first openly gay actor to play an openly gay character right. in a leading role on a TV series, My So-Called Life. I, I was. Yeah. And I didn't know that until about 10 years ago. Like, I, nobody, nobody was keeping track of that stuff. Right. When you auditioned, was the character gay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew that it was going to be a journey that okay. this kid was going to be on and that he was... You know, trying to figure out where he fit, mm -hmm. if he fit. You know, that that's that was my story, too, growing right. up. I told people I was bisexual. Yeah. You know, of course, they looked at me like, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. oh, honey. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. When there's 19, you can do a lot. Right. And I feel terrible about that now because, you know, what does that say to bisexual people, right? That, yeah. that you know, that old trope of where, where you know, bisexuals yeah. are just a step to gayness. Mm -hmm. it's, that's not true. But, oh, my God. Do you remember? Or you probably don't. You've done a couple things. I, I haven't really done anything since we did that <laughs> thing together. But um, do you remember there was a bi joke in oh. our opening thing that we oh, did for the gay men's chorus? And they were like, oh, I don't know if you should do that. You made a joke and then I was supposed to respond to it, which was right. funny to me because I dated a lot of bi women. Right. <laughs> so, mm, right. But they were like, oh, we have to, we can't, we yeah. have to say bipartisan. We can't get by, say bisexual, you know. Right. But, well, you know, I get, back then, I totally right. get it. And I have to be honest, you know, I am on a, on a trajectory of, of learning just like anybody else. Yep. And I was ignorant to 
my own language around bisexuality. And it wasn't until my friend Sarah, Sarah Ramirez came out and schooled me yeah. at one time when I really needed to be schooled. And so now I'm more sensitive about those things and I can hear how we can be dismissive of bisexual people and I, I'm growing. Oh, no, I'm not, bi- I'm not dismissive. I'm, right. I'm overly. You're attracted yeah, to them. You, Solicitous. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, Someone wrote me a woman and said, I, I have a, such a huge crush on you. I'm straight, but I'm on my second glass of cab. I'm like, if, <laughs> if it weren't for straight girls on their second glass of cab, I wouldn't have had any love life at all. <laughs> Oh, bless your heart. a girl. Get, bless, it, get it where you can. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Oh, baby. What's going on with you? Wait, are you Nothing. dating, Absolute. married? What's happening? I have. Oh, my God. Let's go cruising. I have absolutely <laughs> zero to report in that area. I, I was, feel like I was really hoping you wouldn't ask because it's kind of sad. Oh, no. Oh, really? This is. <laughs> <laughs> she works in her basement. Right. This is yeah. cobwebs. There's that. I don't know. I, you know, I'm open. I, yeah. I just having this conversation with. Um, my therapist you're my wingman uh, no you're my new wingman let's okay go. I'm let's in. go man i just i am open like you know there was a time in the last seven years where i was very 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 focused on career i was running out of time is what i was i was having a midlife crisis where i was like wilson cruz if you're going to do this yeah. if you're going to have a career beyond what you've already done get on it right yeah. and so i made a concerted effort to make that my priority and when you make something a priority other things take a back seat yeah and so my dating life took a backseat. So now I'm in a place where I feel better about my career. Not that I'm not making it a priority, but I'm open to meeting the right guy. And I'm not in a rush about it. I'm like, yeah. And you're somebody, also hot and you're fucking Wilson Cruz. So I feel like those are. Apparently that doesn't matter. Those are in the plus <laughs> column. Aww. But, but uh, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm telling, I'm actively communicating to the universe that they can now. Oh, yeah. Line up. Present oh, yeah. me with options. I've tried that, mm-hmm. but I'm not hot in Wilson Cruz. But all right. No, listen. but you're hot in Stephanie. Oh, That's thank right. you. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> no, but here's what I love, too, is that you have been um, not just an advocate for gay youth, but, you know, especially gay youth of color. I mean, yes. you actually, you don't have to do that extra work. You're a very successful actor. You could just sort of do your thing. But I feel like you really take into heart, like, not just stuff you played on camera, but that, that well, in a way, to use it in a way that really... Here's how I look Activism at it. Activism is, is not like for everybody. No. Here's how I look at it. Um, we live in revolutionary times. Uh-huh. These are revolutionary times. Um, I happen to be aware of it in the moment, right? And I've been aware of it for 25 years. Um, I lived through the AIDS crisis. I saw my friends die. I've seen how LGBTQ... Me too. My high school right, boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. I've seen how LGBTQ people have... Um, gained more and more of their civil rights. So clearly we are in a moment of movement forward. And so when I get to the end of my life, yeah. I, I want to be able to answer my question, which is what did I do with my time? Did I spend it well? And if I have used it to advance um, the lives and acceptance of people of color and LGBTQ young people of color especially, just because they live so far on the margins of our society, then I feel like my life will have been a success. Yeah. Because you, when you when there is a revolution happening, you either sit it out or you get involved. Yeah. And this is too important. You, yeah, you can't be on the sidelines now. This is too you can't important. be cheering on the sidelines. Yeah. It, it's well, I mean, and does it depress people, you no. though how far we've come and then that we're 
No. Right for this moment in Donald Trump's America? I mean, listen, yes. Do I get depressed? Does this time um, weigh on me? Does it feel heavy? Absolutely. But we had a president named Barack Obama. That's right. And when all of this went down, um, he said some words that were really comforting to me, which was, you know, on the way, on the way to um, progress, there are always setbacks. And, you know, it's, it's, the, it's how our country works. There is the push and the pull. There is the pendulum that yeah, swings. the arc of... Yeah, and so... What is that, the arc of the universe, moral something? The, the, the arc of the moral universe is long. Yes, but it, it bends, towards, bends justice. towards justice. Thank you. Oh, my God. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. Yes, thank you. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, so his, his point and Martin and Mr. and Reverend King's point was that, yes, there are going to be times when we feel tired and, and it's overwrought and it's hard, but that doesn't mean that all of what we've done was not worth it. It yeah. just means it, it, it's, a, it's a time for us to regroup and recommit ourselves. Yeah. And here's the other thing that I feel is important about this time. If we can take anything, if there's any lesson to be learned here, and I hope there is, I hope it's this. So much of what we have accomplished in the last 30, 40 years, uh, we can easily take for granted and be complacent about. Yeah. If this time, if these few years with this person in the White House reignites our passion and reminds us that we yeah, have so maybe to be we jump, that we, we have frog forward, after but this. that we have yeah. to be vigilant, right? Yeah. We can't just um, assume that because we've made progress that it'll stay that way. We have to actively fight to keep our rights, not yeah. just to yeah. gain them. Well, I mean, listen, we we always have Jill Weinbanks on Watergate prosecutor. Yes, and, I know and, Jill. And I have one degree of separation with you again. I got to have dinner with Oliver Stone at Rob Reiner's, not to name drop, yeah. uh, just a few weeks ago. And I Tell totally I forgotten hi. you played J. Edgar Hoover's servant Joaquin yes. in Oliver Stone's I Nixon. Wow. Nobody eats melon like me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, Jill always talks to us about how, you know, I, I mean, at least Nixon was our crook. Like the, yeah. This is way worse than Watergate. Absolutely. And I just have to believe, like, Barack Obama, I, I assume told you in person. He oh, does. Absolutely. He smells like me. cookies and freedom, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But the, about the whole arc of the, the moral universe and justice, and we have. I mean, I don't. I, I assume you can't live every day without believing that. I do. I mean, uh, even though I, it's, some days you're like, oh how my god, could I like, walk out the door if I didn't. Like no, today, no, no. we're like, holy fucking shit! I'm, I'm like texting everyone I know. What is going on? With Mueller, yeah. like is yeah, yeah. Barr shutting him down, or is you know because we're or hearing he rumors, up or, or is Barr helping him bring justice, or is he shutting this down? Like I mean, and we won't know right for a while. Right, like, right. we have to see how this plays out. And right. Well, you played a lawyer in Thirteen Reasons Why. Yeah. What? Why don't you know what's going to happen? You're next AG. Um, because they wrote those words for me. Yeah. And I looked oh. them all up before I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you could bring words. a little something you, you about... You play a lawyer on TV. You're perfect for the Trump administration. Right. Yeah. Don't yeah. you think a sitting president can be indicted? I think so. Oh, I absolutely believe so. Well, and thank I, you. I don't think we're I don't think we're the only ones who believe that. Well, not just said that, you're disqualified for being a CG. <laughs> yeah. I'm in this administration. You gotta, you gotta, right. you gotta lie <laughs> to get right. on his radar. Right. You gotta act... But like right you, now, yeah. we do not live in the Star Trek universe. We live in a universe where, here's today's uh, breaking news. The teacher in Florida is under internal investigation after reading a book to first graders about two male bunnies in love. <sighs> they launched the investigation after the parents complained. Yeah. Yes, after parents complained about the book. Uh, the mother said, oh, could I have the tiniest of violins for whoever's, oh, Noah's mother. Noah. <laughs> oh, Noah. Who is, I don't know if aggrieved is Benton. <laughs> 
But Noah came home one day and asked us, is it okay if two male bunnies were to get married? We said in our beliefs, no, but we do not judge nobody. Okay, first of all, I judge her grammar because that... We don't judge nobody is we what she said? We don't judge yeah. nobody? Really? Oh, Lord. Okay. First of all, bunnies aren't getting married. Right. They don't anywhere. have weddings. Anywhere. Right. Okay. They, yeah. So, why are we talking about it? Because <laughs> John Oliver wrote that book and said, Not all the you. Kids I'm just saying, why are Bunnies they, why don't are, actually right. get married. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, the premise is flawed. All right, Noah's mom. Here, here's Benton's mom. That could have been her justification yeah, that bunnies can get married. She doesn't have to say, Not in our beliefs. Just say, Bunnies don't get married, son. Yeah, there you go. She could have left in the store. Yeah. Bunnies. Because right. he asked. He asked, could, could two. What is it? Two, bunnies can. Bunnies. Two, two male bunnies get married. Bunnies yeah, can't like, actually. No, actually they, they can't. They can't pick no. up tuxes. They don't. No. Neither for can God's cows. Sakes. They don't make tuxes that fit bunnies. All How do you do, put all a ring is, on a bunny rabbit? All they do is fuck, for God's sakes. Yes. <laughs> and that they're allowed to do. Yes. Still, apparently, <laughs> although we, we'll see if Travis has breaking news before we end here. Wilson Cruz, how do we follow you and worship you like I have for so many, many years since we hosted the thing back at the floor? Please don't worship me, first of all. I am a flawed human who's trying to be perfected every day. And when I'm done, then you'll know. You are magic. Because uh, I'll die. Um, but um, You are my angel. You can follow Not me. just angel from Rent. You are my angel. Thank you. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at WCruz73 because I made that handle up before anybody cared. And now it's too complicated, but I'm keeping it. That's, okay. <laughs> you, the same way. His email just you... has his, his birth year in it. And he's like, right. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, no, I don't, I'm proud of my birth year. I am 45 years old. You're like, I wow. look good for 45. You're yeah, baby. I mean, got together. If you, like me, have 5,000, 2,500, 600 reasons to love Wilson Cruz and follow him on Twitter, do it. Please do. Go watch everything he does. He's just a. You can see Star Trek Discovery on CBS at All, all access. access right now? Yes, Thursdays at 5 30 p.m. on Pacific, 8 30 Eastern. Mm. On Netflix internationally. Oh, I don't know if every time you do I'm that, already following you. Every time <laughs> you do that, Angel from Rent gets his wings. Yes. <laughs> Thank that's, you, guys. Come on. That's funny. Okay. I love you, Wilson. I love Cruise. you back. Thank you for having me. Thank Mwah. you for being had. Wilson. Wilson Cruz. Woo!